Hello, and welcome to tomorrow's Supply Chain Podcast, brought to you by QAD. Tune in alongside a global audience as industry leaders discuss best practices and critical issues impacting supply chains today and tomorrow. So today we'll be discussing the concept of an adaptive supply chain and what that really means. My name is Laura Monroe, and I'm excited to introduce our guest today. So first we have Steve Dombrowski. So Steve, thanks for being here. Can you tell our audience a bit about yourself and your background in the industry? Hi, Laura. Thanks. I'm uh, glad to be here today. I'm the Director of Consumer Markets uh, and Supply Chain here at QAD, and for over 35 years, uh, I've had the wonderful experience of working in su the supply chain arena in many types of manufacturing operations and types of industries, and I absolutely love it. Nothing better than working in the supply chain. Thanks, Steve. So we're also joined today by Charlie Marge. So Charlie, why don't you give us a bit about your background? Thanks, Laura. I'm a senior business consultant in the area of supply chain planning here at QAD. Uh, my entire uh, career has been focused on supply chain planning and optimization. I've worked both for solution providers as well as for supply chain consulting firms as well. Thanks, Charlie. So I'm really glad to have both of you on today. Now, Steve, I've heard you mention many times that the supply chain sometimes wears disguises. Can you tell us a bit of what you mean by that? Sure. You know, the supply chain today, over the last 25 years, supply chain has been getting very complex in, in any industry. It doesn't really matter what industry that you're in, whatever manufacturing segment. However, since the pandemic, that has made things explode. Um, supply chains are under siege by challenges and disruptions. So manufacturers have to deal with multiple supply chain issues at the same time. And as they're trying to manage all these issues, you know, they take a quick look at this issue I have to solve and they're like, okay, this is a problem with, with A, but it turns out that in reality, it's being caused by something totally different. Thus, the problems are disguised, and that complicates things immensely and uh, kind of throws people into a bit of a tizzy. Yeah. Can, do you mind giving an example of that? I can uh, give an example. Uh, before the pandemic, we had lots of manufacturers that really didn't have to worry about uh, their production capacity. They could always make whatever their demand was. Suddenly, during the pandemic, certain manufacturers saw their demand increase significantly and realized that even though their supply chain itself hadn't changed, inherent in that supply chain structure is the fact that they didn't have enough manufacturing capacity, nor did they have the processes to deal with a situation where your demand exceeds that capacity. You know, Charlie, you bring up a couple of good points there. You know, again, kind of, you know, pegging back to the pandemic. Um, in certain consumer product industries uh, and food and beverage industries, demand went through the roof because, you know, restaurants were closed, offices were closed, so cafeterias were closed, schools were closed, uh, weren't any school lunches going around, so people were eating all their meals at home. So that increased demand for some products that typically were pretty much even keel and steady over time those demands went through the roof. So manufacturers had to juggle them. And thus with so many people spending so much time at home, people started doing more home products. So the market for paint, 
certain tools, certain types of home improvement, uh, lumber and industrial type of supplies, electronic supplies increased as well. And again, like you said, they were masked as a capacity issue, but it was simply a demand issue that was causing the problem. So I think I get it. It's uh, kind of like you're shipping inventory to the wrong location, but it really isn't a transportation problem per se. It's just a disguise for a forecasting issue. Am I right? You are exactly right. So it is a forecasting issue and here's why. So manufacturers, when they come up with a production forecast, they use a number of different things and, and they're forecasting at a certain channel or at a product level, um, taking certain things into account. Now, since the pandemic, historical forecasting, you can say, well, historical forecasting is history. You're going to have big issues if you use historical forecasts over the last couple of years. So what manufacturers need to do is they need to look at the item location forecast because that will, if they can get that accurate, it's going to stop them from having to redeploy inventories to other locations, which initially said, hey, I, I took it to the wrong place. So that's a transportation problem. No, it's not. So they by having bad forecasts at these individual item location levels, they now have to redistribute in inventory to these warehouses that don't have enough or move stuff that has too much. And thus, guess what happens? Here's the best part. It actually causes a transportation problem. So you're like, I had a transportation problem, but I don't. But guess what? Now I do. So talk about disguises. Wow. Well, there's a lot of disguises in the supply chain's closet. Charlie, do you have any other examples? Yeah, well, picking up on what Steve just talked about relative to forecasting, if your forecasting is not accurate, even on the item by item uh, level, then you're going to think you need to make a different product mix than is really needed. And so you have manufacturers who think they have a capacity problem when really they don't. What they have is a forecasting problem. If you could just get a better handle on the product mix that you need to make, then you would understand whether or not you really do have a capacity issue. Or if you have a capacity issue, where does that capacity issue surface? And Charlie, you know, in keeping up with, with that theme, there's a lot of flip-flopping back and forth that manufacturers are, are like, do I have this, do I have this, how do I handle it? And in today's environment, with the level of competition being the way it is, uh, the manufacturers who are going to succeed today are the ones who are going to be able to get rid of these disguises quickly, be able to unmask these problems. So one might think, well, how can we do this? How can, how can we unmask these problems quickly? Well, one way, which actually is a short kind of term fix, but also at the same point in time, working toward a long first term fix is implementing an SNOP philosophy. Now notice I said philosophy, Charlie, not process. Because people implement an SNOP process and like, okay, we had our SNOP meeting this week and everything's solved. No, SNOP has to be a mindset. It has to be the way you run your business. Now you're like, well, Steve, to make that change, isn't that a long-term thing? Yes, it is. However, on the short term, you can start shoring up those item location forecasts. You can start looking at your product mix. You can start analyzing your capacity and communicating to your entire ecosystem not just within and break down the silos within those four walls, but your entire ecosystem to include your suppliers and your customers at the same time. Point in time. And I'll even add that SNOP uh, philosophies and processes often break down because people's understanding of their production capacity is too high level. 
It really gets down to what is that product mix? Which lines are going to be effective? Can I really meet this, uh, this demand? And that's where you know, having a good solid production planning component to your SNOP process becomes really critical here. It's about balancing these things. And, and I assume we could probably talk about this all day, <laughs> uh, but we don't have time for that. But I assume that if anyone has any questions related to this, they could reach out to either one of you. Oh, without question. Charlie and I are available. Absolutely. And like you said, we can we can probably sit here and talk about this stuff for hours. So if, if you want to, uh, outside of this uh, media, this situation here, by all means, uh, get in touch with us and we'd be more than happy to walk you through some other scenarios as well. Great. Thank you. And this is a really interesting topic. I want to thank both of you for uh, being on here today. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in to tomorrow's Supply Chain Podcast brought to you by QAD. So we're excited to bring you more episodes, so be sure to tune in. You can watch our live stream on our QAD LinkedIn pages or tune into our podcast episodes on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or Pandora. And until next time, have a great week. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.